This is Zoe Midler, Digital Literacy Specialist for Boulder Valley School District, and this is Episode 6 of Not a Rocking Chair Librarian. Today we have with us Sheena Kelly from Peak to Peak, um, what are you, charter school, uh, your K through 12, right? Yeah. Um, and Sheena is going to talk to us a little bit about her reflections on using the Mobile Maker Kit, so stay tuned. Hey, Sheena, don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, totally at ease. I missed you when you actually physically dropped off the kid. I just caught you in the hallway and mm -hmm. brought you back here really quick. So I know you're probably thinking, oh, I've got to talk about this right now. <laughs> so whatever you were discussing with Ray, our district cataloger, about um, the kit, go ahead and let me have it. Yeah, it was super fun. We got to have it a little bit longer than uh, the initial time period, kind of cut up by winter break. Um, so when I started with the kit, I had teachers reserve it um, using a Google form and spreadsheet. The whole kit? Uh, no, individual pieces. Oh, so you broke individual pieces. Mm -hmm. I, I think I remember seeing the form. Yeah, I you sent built. it out. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, we need to share that with everybody. Yeah, let's share it again with okay. everybody. Okay, do that. Okay. Um, it wasn't... Uh, super reserved right at first. So we had a little Makerspace Expo after school for teachers uh, to come in and see oh, everything. So we had everything kind of set set out um, with little task cards on the tables and they could just play around with stuff and then reserve whatever they wanted after the fact. Um, what kind of turnout did you get for the Expo? It was small. Uh -huh. um, after school, I don't know, teachers just don't <laughs> come oh, and do things. Long, it's a long day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the people that we did have come were all like really, really excited about the stuff. Um, and even just discovering, okay, well, I saw this word on the email that you sent out, but I didn't know actually what the piece of equipment was. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool. And I just liked that experience, too, of getting everything set up and playing around with things. Um, the kit was definitely used most heavily by the elementary school teachers, mm -hmm. which was really interesting to Complete me. Complete kit? Um, no, the individual components Again. still, yeah. What components were the most popular? Um, the cubelets were the most popular, I think. Mm -hmm. um, they're really easy to use, and those were ones that, uh, following from what I had seen at Marnie's library at Meadowlark, um, we just like had them out on the table with some of the task cards. Um, right, you were with me the day we uh -huh. saw the second graders build the mobile, what was it? Oh, oh what was the most uh, spotlight? No, <laughs> yeah, um, um, oh, I can't think of the name of that thing. What do you call those lighthouse. things? Lighthouse. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the mobile lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. that's why I forgot you were with me. Yeah, so the, they like the cubelets. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I had those like out on the table for a, uh, for a bit before teachers had them reserved. But um, did you have design challenges out for mm -hmm. them? Yeah. yeah, and so the middle schoolers and high schoolers, they just like flocked to them uh -huh. um, and like seemed to innately know what they were doing. Oh, even though they yeah. really didn't. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> just they... They were confident. Very confident yeah. in playing around and figuring it out right. um, without knowing what they were at all because we never had those before. Mm -hmm. um, so those were most popular, I think, with uh, the secondary kiddos. With the elementary, the teachers really liked the Osmos a lot. Mm. Um, it definitely inspired them to think about looking to write, either write grants for getting some in their classroom forever um, or working out a way to purchase them because they had so much fun with them. Right. Um, and even when we had the little Makerspace Expo, we had a few high school students there just helping us get set up. Um, and they even really liked the Osmos. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. I I think it's it's for all grades brings kind of brought out the kid in everybody to play around with those do you at the high school level did you see which because um, Osmo has different different you know they have tangrams and they have uh, the words and the numbers mm -hmm. which one or obby or 
the coding one? Um, we played around with all of them okay. um, at the expo, but the only teachers who checked them out were the elementary ones, mm -hmm. and they used them in their math classes. Oh, so I classes. assume okay. that they use mostly the numbers. Okay, gotcha. Um, even though, yeah. Now, I have to, we, um, you have something on your staff. You have Michelle Xtina on your staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a Wonder Workshop guru. So did she do anything with Dash and Dot or did she help you with the Dash and Dot? Because she has just so much experience with them. Yeah, she definitely used some of the uh, equipment. Mm -hmm. But most of the things that were in the box, like she would have already in her classroom from grants that she's written. Right. Um, so she kind of used the cubelets and the dash and dots oh, and the spheros to kind of supplement what she was doing for her coding club and uh -huh. for her um, tech classes. So she used it in addition to. Right. Um, and maybe mashed up a few things too, maybe possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. Okay, um, our segment's about to end, so I'm going to stop this one, but I okay. want to ask about dispositions next. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, great to know what things worked and what was popular and stuff. Um, uh, two questions for you. Did you see, what kind of dispositions did you see the, when the kids were interacting with the tools? I mean, what did you just kind of notice besides the stuff that ties to standards yeah. or content areas specifically? Um, the cubelets, when we had them sitting out, there were a group of boys who don't normally come into the library space um, who were in there, and they were some of the ones. They took all of the cubelets off of the table that they were on with their um, project cards and kind of move them somewhere else, and then they're like, well, what are these? What do we do with these? <laughs> you're like, well, actually, if we on the table that you remove them from, we have some stuff for you to do. There's documentation, <laughs> which we know is like avoidance at all costs on <laughs> right. documentation. That's probably yeah. why they yeah. took them, yeah. Um, but then the next day, they were back again in the library in the makerspace, like, hey, can we play with those cubelets again? Those are so much fun. Uh -huh. um, and just like experimenting with when you don't know what the things are, like, okay, what does this do? Or what if I push this button? Right. Um, and just that kind of they're kind of fearless. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and not having any sort of like uh, they weren't they weren't just weren't afraid to kind of jump in and play. Yeah. We've seen that also too at other places as yeah. well. And other librarians have talked about that as well. It was interesting, uh, one of the elementary teachers, um, second grade, she checked out the Kiva planks and she shared with me that her students, she had them out and she had them kind of at stations, a couple of, of the different things. Um, she used the Intubas as well, and that they were out, but the kids weren't interacting with them. And so she got down on the floor, started building something with the Cuba planks, and they're like, "Oh, can can I do that too?" <laughs> so it kind of took seeing them, yeah. and I don't know if it's because it was a new thing in their classroom yeah. that they were a little hesitant, but sure. um, it took that kind of modeling from her first before they really dove in. And but we've seen that playing. with adults. I mean, we've taken the kits components out to like PD events where um, we even interacted with our business office personnel. We took it all out there. And there were a couple of stations where everybody's kind of like hanging back and looking, but then once one person kind of jumped in and started doing it, then it was sort of like, okay. And we've also experienced things where people see the kit, like they, they'll open a component and it's all nicely put away mm -hmm. and organized, and you don't want to be the one to sort of be the first one to take something apart yeah. or try it. So, I mean, we see that even with adults too, with the kits, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. That's like the food table. I'm always the first one. <laughs>
<laughs> no fear. No fear either here. <laughs> Not when I was younger, but now it's like, hey, it's food. I'm going to go for it. So um, a, a final question for you. Do you feel that the kit gave you any insights into things you might want to acquire for your library? Yeah, for sure. your collection. I want those cubelets like, yeah. desperately now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that the elementary teachers are exploring options and how they can get the um, Osmos in. Okay. Um, I personally, we didn't have a lot of um, a lot of use with the lily pads, but I would love to have those mm -hmm. in the makerspace and do some like formal programming around. And those are the lily sewing. pad sewables mm -hmm. that have, it's like copper um, thread and it's about circuitry and, and there's like four different designs you can make and there's felt. Yeah. So it's a kind of a sewing, very hands-on, very DIY, yeah. DIT, do it together kind of component. Um, it's good to hear you say that because um, that's been the hardest part about the kits for us is figuring out how mm -hmm. we get more of a hands-on, less instructable tools because those are consumables. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think I told you uh, my old library, Denise von Minden, who runs that space now, said one of the most popular things she had in her Monday maker space was the, the sewing machines. Yeah, they've the, uh, been by the far the most. The boys really dug it too. Uh -huh. Yeah. The most popular thing in the makerspace. And I think combining that with like the techie stuff that our kids are super into right. uh, is a natural fit. Well, it's that low tech, high tech mix that we hope for. It's just, like I said, it's difficult with the kits because we can't put a lot of consumables in there. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you in the next rev of the kits we're putting more, um, we're adding to the middle school high school kit, we're adding Hyperduinos, which is a Hyperduino starter kit which allows for a lot more interactivity, hands-on, take your STEM fair, science fair, whatever projects and making them highly interactive hmm. through the use of these Hyperduino systems. So awesome. you might want to check that out too. Yeah, um, I'm for sure going to get another kit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for doing this and letting me sort of um, literally grab you out the hallway and pull you back um, and we appreciate it and definitely you know let us know when you want another kit we're happy to help out yeah awesome thanks so much thanks